Paul, so uh, last month there was a news item announcing that uh, actor Matthew McConaughey is considering a run for governorship. Did you hear about this? I did hear about this. I'm intrigued. Could be fun. But I'm a little worried. What's got you worried, man? Because what if he turns out to be alt-right, alt-right, (laughs) alt-right? That's a lot of rights. Let's go again. Paul, what is Matthew McConaughey's favorite drink at the coffee shop? What's that? A flat white, flat white, flat white. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I'm now out of Matthew McConaughey jokes. Who's first on this week's show, Paul? First up is Scorpio. Here on Hometown Sounds. Welcome back to Hometown Sounds. We show you how DC tells Matthew McConaughey riddles. I'm Tony Fareko. 
I'm Paul Vudra. And that was a rocking song, wasn't it? Much rocking. Oh, my goodness. That was Scorpio with a track called Post-Its. So rocking and great and fully formed, if I do say so myself. Yeah, some really fun, big sound. And in case you've forgotten, Scorpio is Ali Vega, who is in the band Lavender. Who we previously featured on the Loose Listening Party, our collaboration with the Smithsonian's Loose Foundation. That was a great session, wasn't it, Paul? It was so much fun. And it was great getting to know them. And it was great getting to meet Scorpio and that song, uh, the second single. So we've played both of the singles on the Hometown Sounds podcast. There is an EP release show. God, this is, we can plug shows again. Ah, the EP release show is Friday, August 13th at DC9 with You and Me and You. Uh, and if you don't make it on Friday, August 13th, Scorpio is also playing at the Pie Shop on Thursday, October 21st with an Atlanta band called Mama Larky. Bring your enthusiasm and bring your proof of vaccination. <laughs> I think it was in uh, one of those two show listings that I was browsing around that I saw a description that read, Scorpio is bedroom surf pop played with the sensibility of an Adidas lesbian. What could that mean, Paul? <laughs> I mean, I, I get I get part it's... A, but the Adidas lesbian part. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it might just not be for us to know. Maybe. And Ali Vega has a very cool job. She is a talent buyer with DC9. I just clicked to connect with her on LinkedIn. <laughs> there you go. LinkedIn, still a thing. So, Paul, what's going on? Wait, still a thing? What do you mean? I use LinkedIn every day. Oh, I mean, I guess people use LinkedIn, but only like for for jobs. Like, What do you mean only for jobs? Well, like, what? I don't go to LinkedIn to be like, what's all my former co-workers posting about in their LinkedIn news feeds, you know? I may be biased because I use it to grab stuff for work tasks all the time. Yes, yes. Like, I will have to read an introduction about someone. And I'll be like, let's see what they wrote on their LinkedIn profile. <laughs> That's making me think that I need to actually go tend to my LinkedIn profile that I haven't done anything with in decades. You think I don't know what's on your LinkedIn profile, Paul? Oh, my God. So what's going on with you, Paul? Mm, you know what? Uh, not a whole lot. I have been venturing out a little bit to Fort Reno. Been to a couple of Fort Reno shows, which is really fun. I always love going to the Fort Reno shows anyway, but now that it's been so long since I saw any live music, it's great. Uh, the vibes are just so much fun. And so far, the weather has been very kind. So I've seen a couple of uh, really great acts and some that are like, oh, they're okay. Because uh, that's, you know, that's about how Fort Reno goes. It's more about hanging out in a park with cool people and music is happening. And and that's about it. I'm, I'm planning a trip up to northern Michigan where we're going to get together with some family and uh, hopefully do a little remote work from up there. Uh, and just, you know, uh, unwind and see what happens with the Delta variant. And hopefully when I come back, everything will be cool and we can go to indoor shows with, uh, with no fear. So that's about it. Uh, Paul, have I told you what I'm doing this fall? Please tell me what you're doing this fall. I'm going back to college so I can rush Delta Delta variant. <laughs> oh, my God. 
if you have any pointers for my interview, I, I'd appreciate them. Mm, I think you, I think you got it, man. <laughs> so what's been going on with you? You just did a trip up to the Pacific Northwest. I sure did. I just uh, took a vacation, like a 10 day vacation to the Pacific Northwest. I visited Portland. I visited the Oregon coast and I visited Bend and, uh, let me lead by saying that the dream of the 90s is very alive in Portland and the Pacific Northwest. God bless them. Yep. Uh, you really do feel like you're in an episode of Portlandia. <laughs> My hands down, maybe favorite thing that happened to me in Portland was when I woke up like my first full day and I was I was looking for breakfast and I stumbled immediately over a nearby food truck called Fried Egg I'm in Love. <laughs> I like it. It was an amazing. So, okay. One, it was like the best, most amazing thing I ate. They served enormous breakfast sandwiches and they took the music theme to all time heights. Some of their menu items include the Yoko Ono. <laughs> The Egg Zeppelin. Oh, God. The Smells Like Protein Spirit. Okay. He, here's where it gets really good. The Huevo Mutilation. Huevo being the Spanish word for egg. <laughs> that's, a, that's a winner. They also had uh, the Sriracha Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> oh, God. As well as the Free Range Against the Machine. Perfect. And the vegan and Sarah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A plus. Yep. Some other Pacific Northwest highlights include when I was in line for a very uh, popular restaurant in Bend. And uh, this couple in front of me asked what the weight was going to be. And the host told them about two to two and a half hours. The lady and the couple uh, said thank you, turned on her heel, walked past me, and then said to her partner, I fucking hate them now. <laughs> also, uh, while having lunch one day in Portland, like a Michael McDonald song came on, and this, this dude in the booth behind me started going into an in-depth explanation and history of Yacht Rock. Oh, yeah. So just kind of everything Portland that could happen in Portland happened in Portland. It was great. <laughs> That's what you want. Yep. And one more fun thing that happened on our last regular episode. I told you about my love for Island's new album, Isla Mania. And I've been sharing the album and how much I love it with friends of mine. Yeah. And. There's a song in particular that has been the soundtrack to my hot girl summer called We Like to Do It With Lights On. Here's a clip from it. So it's been like my favorite song of all year. And I shared it with uh, friends of mine. And one of those friends was Will Copps, friend of the show of Wall of Trophies and Brittany Jean. And he sent me a video of his four-year-old son, Miles, 
singing the song because it gotten stuck in his head. So what I did, Paul, is uh, I took Miles singing and put it over the original. Let's give this a little Lissarino. It's adorable. Now, what's amazing about this video actually is that uh, Miles is just kind of like absentmindedly playing with toys, and those are the clacks you hear. But what's also amazing about this is that he sang the song in its correct original key. <laughs> Usually, like you, you're maybe a step, step and a half off, and I thought I was going to have to use a plugin in my in my audio software to fix it to make it match up to make this cute singing along thing and no he nailed it the kid seems to have perfect pitch so miles you rule it's so great to meet another islands fan and thank you to will cops and miles mom for letting miles be on the show so who's next on this week's podcast paul next up is deborah bond and something additionally very special.
Wasn't that song beautiful? That song was called Cure for Pain by Deborah Bond and the Compellers. It is from the upcoming album, Grow Room Interpretations, Volume 1, Cure for Pain. And joining us on the podcast to tell us more about this is Mr. Grow Room himself, Lee Durham. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, y'all. I have to change my moniker to Mr. Grow Room instead of honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Heck yeah. So Lee, what can you tell us about Grow Room and the kind of music work that you do in DC? What, What bands are you in nowadays? Uh, well, yeah. For, first of all, I mean, you, you guys have been helping uh, Grow Room Productions out for, I don't know, almost five, six years, it seems like, since we first put out some of the stuff uh, from Igloo 2 back in uh, like 2015 or 16 or something like that. Igloo 2! <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was like, uh, I remember like uh, you guys just somehow d- grabbed it from Bandcamp or something, and it was uh, kind of the first... Um, um, exposure, I don't know, you could say from that band. And it was, it was cool to see that for sure. And, uh, you know, we're still getting some, some play off of that stuff. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. So thank you for your, you guys continued support, uh, over the years. It's been great. And then how long have you guys been doing the podcast for? (laughs) It has been almost 10 years. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. We love it. We are we are very big fans of Grow Room and what you are doing. Uh, I love to see a label that's bringing people together. It's so much fun. Appreciate it. Lee, how how would you say you learned to start and run a label? Like what was what did that learning entail? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. I I we just you just did it. I mean, I I personally I, I just have a, a lot of friends who are interested in, in in their own music and they don't have an outlet for it, really. That's where it came from. I mean, so we were like, well, you know, there's 10 of us or whatever. We can figure out how to put out our own music between someone here. You can probably figure it out. So we just decided to kind of just like do that. But the the whole the whole the whole thing was just to just get it out. We didn't care, you know, if anything really happened with the music. And I'm just I was just talking with another couple friends that we had recorded with and I'm like, you know, we should try to get this stuff out. Like it doesn't make sense for it to just sit on my hard drive. And so then I tried to focus more on original music, which is funny because we're talking about this cover album, but I really wanted to put out just completely original music, no samples, because I wanted to go the licensing route and try to find, you know, different outlets for the music because, you know, you guys know there's no, there's only so many people that are going to listen to a song or whatever and tell their friends about it. And you're really not going to make much from that. But if you, if you're able to like, you know, get on a commercial or get, um, uh, theme song to a <laughs> to an NBC sitcom or something like that. You know, you know, you, then you you'd be able to get some, and then you can put it back into whatever you're making and all that. So that's kind of what happened. Further on down the road, I just put out an album every month for like 2016, like the last half of 2016. And I think we played quite a lot of them on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I I didn't know anything. Like you said, like how did you learn how to run a record label? I didn't know anything about scheduling or like you know setting up things for advance so you could like have a like a season of promoting it or i had no idea so i'm just like okay we're just gonna put this out it's like it's like i said it's just sitting here on my hard drive let's put it out (laughs) slap some artwork together and uh put it out i ended up putting out a record as my my own name the honest lee which was just a bunch of songs that i had come up with on my own and it was just sitting on my hard drive and um, a licensing company said they needed uh, 10 songs or whatever for a, 
for a thing. So when I put out the Honest Lee album, I got a bite on the on one of the one of the licenses, and it turned out to be in the uh, Cobra Kai YouTube show. Wait, what? So wait, was your music of yours on a Karate Kid franchise? <laughs> yeah, back when it was a YouTube show and it, it hadn't gotten in, into Netflix yet. Um, yeah, it it was picked up for the season. I want to say season two. I'm embarrassed because I actually haven't watched it at all. I haven't even watched the 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 20 seconds that my song is featured in the <laughs> in the episode. But um, yeah, I don't even. I, so that was, I mean, it gave you know just something to put on the resume and say, okay, this is licensed, and you know, get a little chunk of change. And then I was like able to put that back into the label and promote some other things. Part of which paid some of the people that performed on the on the Morphine cover album. So. The album is called Grow Room Interpretations Volume 1, Cure for Pain. What was the impetus behind doing an album of morphine covers? Why morphine? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I I just loved their their music for a long time. I and this was probably like 2005, I want to say something like that that I heard this album. So, I didn't I didn't really know about it too much when it had come out. And that was my first goal for it. I just actually and I'm like, what if we just do the whole album and give the all, all the proceeds to charity. And it, so the idea came simultaneously. And then I just started enlisting people that I had played with or knew from playing shows with, you know, our band plays with show, shows with their band or just like people that I didn't even really know, but reached out to. So Morphine was a band who was popular college radio, which I guess you would you the college radio scene, which I guess you'd say is maybe the the precursor to, to indie rock. They were featured on 120 Minutes, MTV's 120 Minutes, also hosted the show. Just a a very interesting 90s band who consisted of Mark Sandman, who played a single string bass guitar with a slide. And uh, the band had a saxophone and drums. I've likened them to being somewhere between Menomina and Ben Folds 5. (laughs) <laughs> somewhere in there <laughs> like you said you have the one string bass and then you have the baritone saxophone and drums and that's the whole band i mean <laughs> it's just the great when you think about it lo- logistically it's like how is this going to make sense isn't that a lot, a lot of low end or whatever but that's pretty unusual it sounds great and it's so full sounding but yet sparse and there's so much space in there so I I personally love compilations of individual artists because with a a diverse group of artists, you can take original work and play it in very different styles. And it just makes for like such a fun walk through a candy store of interpreting, you know, music. And I wanted to ask, what can people expect from this collection of morphine covers? So, yeah, so what people can expect is exactly kind of how you described it. It's um, the original Cure for Pain album is kind of like a dark stroll down or like a late night dark stroll around, uh, you know, just one grimy city city block or whatever. But ours is kind of like a, a trip around many different locales and times and you know, it's just, you know, colors and not so black and white and all this kind of a, a more varied uh, trip. How did you how did you 
connect with Devora and like what was the inspiration for wanting to work with her for this song? Yeah, so she I had done one I wouldn't even call it a gig with her. The guitarist who I got on this is Zachary Cutler. We were playing at a it was like a birthday party or something at the Busboys and Poets on U Street. And it was it was just thrown together, no rehearsal. We played about three or four songs and we chatted afterwards. So I had that connection with Deborah there. And then I kept seeing that Zach was playing with Deborah. And then so when I was really like getting down and I had other people recording their their tunes, well, I had kind of had a short list of people that I was interested in. And all of them, <laughs> the majority of them, uh, Zach played with. So I hit Zach up and I and I get and I asked him if he would play guitar on it anyway. And um he said, Yeah, then that's no problem. And then I said, Who would you think? I kind of like was kind of playing my cards tight and I was like, Who would you think would do this song like well? And first person he said was Deborah. So and that's kind of where my mind was at as well. That was she was my first choice when I started talking to him. So he he uh re remade the um communication between us and i don't i honestly don't know if she remembered me from that one gig but <laughs> and then she hopped right on it and um yeah she just knocked it out and sent it right back wow that's such a cool story this compilation is really fantastic and uh we're, we're so pumped to have it on the show this week and for having you with us tonight Thank you so much for highlighting it. And, um, you know, it comes out September 10th and we're going to put out another single in a few weeks. So look out for that. And then uh, the full thing will be out the 10th of September. Right on. Pre-order it on Bandcamp now. Yes, please. <laughs> all the money, all the money that you put down goes to Public Justice Center. So, Lee, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Gosh, it's fun having friends on with us, isn't it, Paul? It's always great. We should do it more often. So uh, let's get back to uh, business as usual. Paul, who's next on this week's show? Next up is Brenda. Brenda. Canyon. 
that was the immortal parade pop heroes brenda with a track called service loser it is one of the handful of advanced singles from brenda's new album which is called do you like salt i sure do how about you paul i should not have very much salt because my blood pressure is a little higher than my doctor would care for so i like salt but salt doesn't like me but let's get back to uh brenda and this track service loser their full album is dropping digitally on August 20th via a Pittsburgh label called Crafted Sounds, which is also the home of some of Brenda's favorite bands, including Jacobur, Gadge, Wild Honey, and The Zells. This album will also be available on vinyl in the colors of jade, black, and in-person only silver. That's a that's a fun quest. <laughs> the album was engineered by Justin Moyer also of the band Lightbeams at White Oak Studio, and he also plays alto saxophone on one of the other tracks on this album. Some of the lyrics of this particular song are kind of in French, as you may have heard, but if you look at the lyrics on Bandcamp, they are, they're not in French, and it seems like they put it through a speech-to-text interpreter and just put down whatever it thought the lyrics were. And it's pretty funny. <laughs> let's let's give it a read. I'm gonna take a line. You're gonna take a line. Okay, sure. Leisure do Palm Canyon. Minion a gallon ot chew eh? Asshole casket to Judy. A faux glass equine you do eh? Downser a short dweeb munches food flame on Lucille. Up one canyon, the fool baguette, lip balm, carrot, M, eh? And, and that's the whole song. Uh, Brenda also has a show on the books. Friday, September 10th, they are playing at Comet Ping Pong with Tosser and May Rio. And about that song, they told the website posttrash.com, what began as an homage to the sublimity of I Go Then You Go evolved into an attempt to encode an arcane scoring system. This approach collapsed under itself, leaving behind only the incongruous lengths of each song segment. When by the end of the song is repeating itself, having failed to communicate anything meaningful, sometimes the best thing one could do is prevent the other person from claiming an ace. I don't really know what this description means. It sounds like maybe the members took turns playing stuff. Yeah. And then, of course, every once in a while, Dave would shout, Tennis! Was he saying Dennis or was it tennis? Tennis. Okay. Which goes back into the title of Service Loser. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. We're figuring this song out together. Together. Always together. <laughs> and now let's hear another song. Who do we have next, Tony? Next is Rock Abraham. Brother, brother. Rocky. Yo. What's been going on? Hey, I'm coming back soon from the beach and shit. So we can get together with the fellas. Crack some brews. We'll keep cranking them shits out, man. I'll be back. Abraham. Bunch of fairy tales busting out the boombox. I give you niggas real stories from the rooftop. And haters grilling cause I'm slanging out the shoebox. Ironic everybody flaws, but you let your tooth rot. Done with all the beef and I 
just need a fat burger. This incendiary pen to take rap further. Bambas try shelf the guard, but I'm a fast learner. Now on my masters, nigga, Nat Turner. Fighting tooth and nail just to be winners. Catch around my neck of the woods and leave with splinters. How could I be blessed if I'm a sinner? I've been top rhyming and it's all I have for dinner. Juggling coins and every train with a wonderful voice. Couple of joints to send a steed with colorful noise. Set the shoot a fair one for your gullible boys. I only check one square when it's multiple choice. Snicker. Effortless. I do this shit for y'all, man. For real. You hold me down, I won't let you down. Feel me? And I got my hermanos with me. We pray. Yo, they get green. Yo. What it look like. They tried to write the eulogy, the Union Street, but we don't honor truancy. True is shucking your jewelry. Jewelry splurge. The God of War cost you a arm to reach. A lot prevail, leg, leg. We arm to the teeth. I farm to feed the honesty for the devoted kill. Your poetry is boasted in focus, you motion film. My burner phone helped a nigga find his way to Rome. She was like, God damn, what a way to roam. Chocolate consult potential, baby, we in a zone. Reflect the dark, relentless, hoping I find. At home, embark the mission for that drip, nigga. I'm swimming, and my consensus for the lick is squeezing limits. Came snake in the script, the teeth drip venom, hip linen, banging like sand, quitting with tans missing. My transition is Sam Cook and caught up in it, caught up in it. Emotions fly, I let my heart up in it. Like the Soviets, I'm out. Put the weed in the funnel, J. A copious amount. Uh. Only Christopher, we acknowledge his wireless. No diss the Diddy, but we only listening to Ciroc here. The hip hop flavor. I'm in tip top shape, bro. No pit stop, this shit rock. No, this not they stuff. I'm the Neo with a DC Matrix. I dodge bullets. This the B boy version of Bruce Leroy working. Big car pulling. Damn it, I'm an uptown gambit. If you was me, you write like you had the hands of Jubilee. They ain't know I was this sharp till I showed them like Wolverine with Vessa X. Me being rich in the future, I say, have no fear. Ghetto diplomacy, prissy project always with the embassy. This is our home here. But it's back and forth like tennis balls from Andre Agassi. Alive, I'm glad to be. God protecting me from catastrophes and...
That was Rock Abraham featuring Uptown Exo and Camber with a track called Down. Uptown Exo and Camber are both artists we featured before on this podcast. Rock Rock Abraham is new to us. Uh, I did learn on his Twitter that in June he finished reading The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz, which is like my favorite self-help book ever. And just to make sure no one is left in the dark, the four agreements are to one, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make assumptions. And four, always do your best. Oh, wow. I'll check that out. That's a good recommendation. We hope you dug that song and we hope you dig this next song. What do we got coming up, man? Outer Loop. That song was called Seeping Mirrors by Outer Loop. I did not know mirrors could seep. Did you, Paul? Nope. Sounds like a little bit like Salvador Dali. Outer Loop 
I've been seeing posts from member Don Potter about them for the last couple of years. Uh, Don Potter, previously of the artsy and aggressive fire in the wheel, who wrapped up in, get this, 2013-ish? Oh, now I feel old. I know, right? But Don Potter, veteran of the DC music scene, smart dude about music. Yeah, we're fans. Also, uh, Outer Loop, very good DC band name. Outer Loop's band photo, they have Business Cat done in Magic Marker on their bass drum. And Business Cat is a wonderful meme. Paul, are you familiar with Business Cat? No. Just uh, do a quick Google right now for Business Cat. Let me know when you've seen uh, the image. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's a cat wearing a tie and he's doing business stuff. Uh, some some business cat greatest hits include I need you to stay late tonight. We really have to catch that red dot. <laughs> New office equipment has arrived. If anyone needs me, I'll be in one of these boxes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I need all ideas on the table so I can knock them over. Perfect. It's perfect, isn't it, Paul? Oh, yes. (laughs) Anyway, enough business cat. Now more about Outer Loop. Paul. Yeah, they just played at Fort Reno, and their next show is going to be Thursday, September 2nd at the Pie Shop with a Baltimore band called Natural Velvet. This song comes from a two-song single that came out August 6th. It is two bucks on their band camp, recorded and mixed by Jay Robbins at Magpie Cage. And that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the Hometown Sounds podcast. Please follow and subscribe to it in your podcast app of choice. Please go on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow us there. It's at Hometown Sounds. Nice and simple. We have a website. It's hometownsoundsdc.com. Go there and check it out. You can uh, find show notes for the episodes with links to all of the stuff that we've played and generally, they're Bandcamp links, so you can just go buy that stuff there. And we have an email address. It's dj at hometownsoundsdc.com. That means send us your music. We love it. We need it. We appreciate it. But of course, the important thing is to support all the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music. And seeing them play live. <laughs> this is the last track on the episode. It is our friend Jason Mullinax with a song called Said and Done. Jason Mullinex, king of the experimental. This song comes from the new album, Another Go. It's a $7 download on Bandcamp. Another Go is the final installment of a four-album cycle written during the global pandemic of 2020 to 2021. Ooh, that would be nice if it ended in 2021. And is dedicated to everyone who lost a loved one during this unprecedented time. Each album corresponds to a season, and Another Go represents the spring life and hope renewed, albeit cautiously and with trepidation. We encourage you to check out his other very excellent albums, Living Memory, High Tide Falling, and The Wandering Light to hear the whole season's arc. We last featured Jason Melanax on the podcast back in 2019 with the song Glockestra that a bunch of people really enjoyed. And I wanted to mention that on Bandcamp, Mullinex has a link to his Etsy shop, which is called Music Discovery Lab, that sells spring zingers, which are handmade sound exploration devices built with parts sourced from thrift stores, hardware stores, and various other places. Each instrument is a -a one-of-a-kind portable percussion playground that can create many different rhythms and ambient textures. So if you are looking for a very, very unique gift, we can recommend Jason Mellonax's Etsy store. 
And uh, if you're curious about what Spring Singers might set you back, somewhere between $95 and $150. And I think that's a that's a lovely amount of money to uh, spend on a unique gift for someone. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Paul. And we'll see you all next time.